The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement, as always, here on the Max Out Savings Show. We've got quite a bit to talk about on the show today. We're going to be discussing what, what's happening in the world today. We're going to be discussing uh, the some big changes out there, some big megatrend game changer. Uh, we're going to be discussing that, uh, what's happening with the latest with the coronavirus, what's happening with the markets. Uh, but first, I always like to go over the situation with with uh, uh, our, our our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And and so, so what what, what we're looking at there is is we want to make sure you're putting away as much money for retirement and then conservatively investing it. And so it's like, why do we do that? Well. This is the way we see people have built wealth over the long term, bit by bit, slowly over time, and then it, 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 it ramps up. It's almost the same in a 401k plan as building a business or anything else. And, and, and so I, I came across some numbers here. If you start your saving, if you put away $10,000 a year, it, it takes you up until year 11 for your earnings, assuming you're making 7%, and in this environment, I think that's becoming increasingly tough, uh, 7% uh, to, to get to the point where you're making more, more from your returns on your investments than your savings. So if you're putting in the $10,000 a year, it takes you over a decade till that starts growing more than the money you're putting into, into the investment. And, and, and so... If you think about it, it's kind of the same way with the business. You're starting a business up. You put a lot of work into the business. You, 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 and, and, you know, it takes you know, a couple of years so you really start seeing the payoffs from the business. It, it, it's the same thing with retirement. This hints to save aggressively. So even at, at, at year 11, 48% of your net worth increase comes from the, the putting away the 10000 and 52% uh, from, from in investment gains. That's after a decade. So that's why you want to put away as much money as possible. And even even putting away, even in year 20, 26 was it 26 percent of your return of your increase in in your investment portfolio is coming from is coming from your uh, putting the money in there. And this is why the 401k plan is the most powerful saving an investment uh, wealth creation vehicle the country's ever come up with because it's the power of putting away that paycheck, every, a little bit of every single paycheck out there. And it's a lot easier than that. If I sit there and, if I sit there and, t- and tell you to save $12,000, you know, put away, uh, open in a bank account, and you're going to go, oh, my God, this is impossible. Put away the $12,000. I want to see it by year end. I would say... 80% of the people to 85 will not get it done. However, if I put away the percentages in their 401k plan and take out each paycheck, I think you'll have probably 95 plus percent of the people will be able to do it. And so, so by, so by putting away uh, the breaking down the, the, your savings into, into uh, paycheck size increments, it's not a big amount of money. It allows you to save. And then by aggressively saving that money, you're going to build up your you're going to build up your savings a lot quicker. I mean, it's really a fallacy that 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 uh, you put away money and it, and it starts growing faster and faster and it grows bigger. That takes a decade or more to get up to the point where we're putting in that ten thousand dollars each each year start starts paying off. 
and so this is this is the key the power of 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 saving uh paycheck saving income based saving the power of that is just absolutely incredible and this is why we really talk about this so much on the show it, it, it's able to do that so a couple of things to remember if you once you're putting away money it's going to take you a decade in many cases uh to start seeing your your savings grow more from your re- investment returns than the money putting in. So again, this kind of shows you the power of saving money, of breaking it down into smaller increments and saving over a long period of time. But that is the best way to build up wealth, without a doubt, uh, that we've seen out there. That's what we do at, at Max Out Savings Advisors. Our main business is, is dealing with people, retirees, they come in, they, they leave a job and they move a 401k over to us in an IRA rollover. We manage that. And so we see how people build up big wealth. Uh, big savers tend to come to us, and so so we see and understand the value of what they're doing. And it's it, it's remarkable how how it, the people you can build up a two million dollar savings plan, and you don't have to be the president of the company. And it, it, it just by being prudent and in, 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 in conservatively saving money, you can do it. So remember the motto in our philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. Over time, I, and, and, and so you want to keep on with that, keep and, and understand it. Now, we, we're going to be writing about this uh, some in our Max Out Savings Report. We just sent out our most recent Max Out Savings Report Friday, uh, talking about laying out. We're going to be talking about some of the things we're seeing with the 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 uh, COVID virus, the coronavirus that's out there. Uh, it, but we're going to be writing about this, about the, the you know the power of saving money in a, in a future report. So if you're not on this free report list, uh, just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. We're, we're putting out we put out I think this is the third report this year or more. Uh, we're really putting out a lot more reports. Uh, things are changing very rapidly in the investment world, and we're really trying to keep you up to date with what's going on out there. Uh, and the the other thing that I wanted to touch base too is a Wall Street Journal article where they basically said that that people aren't saving money for a rainy day for 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 emergencies and and uh, they conducted some research and, and they found out that people weren't uh, roughly uh, four in ten weren't able to come up with a four hundred dollar emergency fund. I, look, I think this is something you really if you don't have an emergency fund. In the bank, you should have some cash at home. Uh, I, I mean, that's just imperative, and, and you really should talk to your kids because they tend to be the worst about not having a, younger people not having an emergency fund. Uh, what we're seeing around the world with some of the changes out there, I, I, I would strongly recommend that you make sure you have an emergency fund of cash available. Uh, it, it's really surprising, basically forty percent. Uh, and again, it, 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 and of this story. One of the things they did some more work on is is the the study we talked about was research they conducted at at uh, University of California and the University of London showed that people were four times as likely to save uh, to start saving if they were asked five, to save five dollars a day versus one hundred and fifty dollars a month. It, it and and that just goes to show you. So $5 a day times 30 gets $150 a month. It shows you that by breaking down your savings, you can sit there and it's easier to start saving. If I go, look, you're going to need a million dollars for retirement and you're making $65,000, $70,000 a year, it, 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 that, that overwhelms most people. But if I sit there and say, look, if you just put away 10% of your paycheck at retirement, you'll have a million, million and a half dollars over the next 30 years. That's easier for people to understand. And now, look, maybe you're older in your 50s. Well, maybe kick it up to 15% and start putting away the money. But, but don't look at the number. The number overwhelms people you need for retirement. Look at how much can I put away every single paycheck. And, and that's really the key to building up wealth is breaking it down into something simple that people can understand. We're going to be expanding upon that theory about how hard it is if, if they make things too big for people a little later in the show. And I think it's got some big ramifications out there we're going to be discussing. And you want to make sure you listen to that. Uh, but, but, with the, but the bigger, 
they, people have a harder time dealing with, with bigger issues. So if you break it down into simple things they can understand, it, it, it's much simpler to, to work on. And so, you know, if you use this to explain to your kids, a lot of people listen to the show are big savers because it's Max Out Savings Show. But for your children, we get a lot of requests on this. Break it down into simpler points. Work on the percentages. Save at least 5% to start out or 10%. And then if they can spend all the money they want, it, it, it's okay once you get to 10%. At least get them on that program. But the key is if you tell them they're going to need a million dollars to retire, their eyes, you know, and they're making maybe under 50, their eyes are just going to glaze over and they, you're not going to get it. But if you break that down into, look, in order to get to the to the numbers you need for retirement, you have to take it down to your savings rate. And you should put away at least 10% plus the company match. And you want to make sure your children are doing that. I, I've actually been gotten a lot of calls on this. And uh, but by breaking it down, keeping it very simple, uh, you can get your kids to where they need to be for retirement. And, and I, I think a lot of listeners of the show when the Max Out Savings Report know this, but this is the thing in the kids. By the way, there's some other research. I was at a conference, not a con. It was a, a, a yeah, it was a little mini conference here in Houston, uh, and it was a, la- a lady from Harvard, and she was discussing saving and giving. Uh, and they they brought her in, and, and and one of the points she made that was very interesting, she said, look, they, they went and talked to the big to givers at Harvard. You know, why did you give money and this that and what what influenced you in, in different things. And one of the things that came out of the study was their parents or their grandparents encouraged them, they encouraged them to give or to do things. And do things. so they kind of tried to drill down a little bit. Well, what did they say? What, what, what happened? You know, it, the interesting thing, what came out of it was basically the parents or the grandparents just kept harping on the subject, you know, kept bringing it up. And the, kid, and, the, and the people they talked to said, look, I got tired of listening to it, didn't pay. But eventually, one day it came in, it kind of all clicked. And so when you're talking to children, you have to kind of keep bringing up the thing, repeating it. Eventually, they work around to it. It might take a decade or more, but, but you get there. And so, you know, understand that and understand when you're talking, particularly young people, things take time. And they remember the advice you gave them. They might remember the mice when you're gone. They'll remember the advice you gave them, and it doesn't seem like it at the time. So, a, a couple thoughts. Uh, I tell you what. Again, we just sent out the Max Out Savings Report. I'm going to go over that. I think some big changes out there. Uh, I, I think this COVID virus is 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 a game changer, and we're going to be discussing some of that. Uh, but if you're not on the free Max Out Savings Report. Get on the list. We're, we're really trying to keep you up with what's going on. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com, and we'll get you set up. You can also request an appointment with me, and I'll sit down with you, and we'll take a look at your retirement uh, and see how you're set. So just go. It's, it's a free. I'm happy to sit down with you. I'd like to help you out. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Now, if you've got any questions or comments, we're coming up on a break. But you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Here on Saturdays, Sundays is a repeat, so it doesn't work then on Sundays at 3 o'clock. But uh, give me a call. I'd like to talk to you if you have a question about your retirement, about the investment markets, about the world today. Uh, Give us a call. We'll be right back. We'll be discussing what's going on in the world. Should we be concerned? And is, is this basically with the COVID virus a flu Nothing to worry about, like Wall Street seems to be saying. We'll see. We'll be right back, right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites. 
telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Welcome back to the Max House Savings Show. We're talking savings and investments in your retirement. We just sent out our most recent Max Out Savings report entitled Supply Chain Shock. I, 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 think, I think the coronavirus, the COVID-19, is, is, is two issues. And, uh, and I think both of them are not well understood out there. As we, as we talked about earlier, uh, when you get uh, – when we're talking about – you have to – we tell people you got to, you need a million dollars for retirement and, and start saving their eyes glaze over because it's too big for them to really, they just can't imagine it. I think the COVID virus and the results of what's happening are such, are such a big cha- uh, game changer that I don't think people are really understanding what's happening. And I think they're having trouble processing it. And, uh, and actually uh, in the newsletter, one of the, uh, the, Paragraphs was talking rose-colored glasses, which is what you know comes to when it comes to Wall Street. And in but one of the things is so we have the coronavirus. If it comes here, if people get sick, uh, that that affects the economy. The other thing that that affects the economy and the markets too is if it doesn't come here, which is great, everything's good. But the problem is there's something that we that, that's called a supply chain shock. And this is not really very well understood out there. The world has definitely has changed in the last 20, 30 years, 20 or 30 years ago, when I had a manufacturing plant, I had, my plant was right there. I had warehouses around the plant. And so so it was an auto plant. So I had the engines over here. I had the frames over here, everything, the radios were different things. And I had about a 30, 60 days supply. I'd maybe start dragging down the little, the supply numbers a little bit, uh, the raw material numbers as I come in to change for the model year. But, but overall I kind of had, so if I pulled things out, when things started getting low of maybe, uh, 30 days or, or, you know, three or four weeks, I'd pull it back up and, and get it back up there. Well, that, that, that's my, that's my raw material. Well, that costs money to do that. It costs money to, to stockpile 30 to 60 days worth of raw materials and parts. It, it, it costs money to, to, to warehouse them. And, and so what people figured is, is, is they brought in all these intellectuals and they said, look, why don't we sit there and force the suppliers to deliver it just in time to us? So the rail car pulls up the day before with, with the supplies for the week, or in some cases the day, the next day, they, they unload them 
and then there's this little bitty warehouse, and they bring him into the plant right away. And so it's great. Now, this is fantastic because I don't have to warehouse a bunch of raw materials in parts. I don't have to pay for the, for the real estate for that. I don't have to sit there and, and pay for the, the raw materials. I can cut my working capital down, which means I, I need less money to run the company, which means I can buy back more company stock and push the price of the stock up. It's all, it's all super efficient. It's just fantastic. It's a model of efficiency. And it, it's like, you know, I, it's like if I have to drive a car around the racetrack and I'm driving around in, in a, a Chevy, you know, uh, sedan or something or a, a pickup truck, you know, I can go one thing. But if I can sit there and trick out the car, make it like a Ferrari to run around that track real fast, but if it gets into the mud or, or some bumpy roads or, you know, all the problems, it, it collapses pretty quickly. But it's the same thing with these supply chains. So I got my supply chains. What we've done is we've got just something called just-in-time uh, inventory and just-in-time just in supply chain, which means that, that, you know, the day before, the, 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 the trucks and the, and the rail cars arrive to the factory, unload the stuff, and then I start producing the next day. Well, in some cases, the, the, you see, uh, you see uh, supplies in factories with the suppliers, the raw materials with the suppliers. A lot of this stuff is coming from China. So basically what they did is they figured, look, I've got a week or two of, of supplies on the ship coming in, and they'll just keep coming in, and, and, and so I don't have to worry about it. Well, it's all good. Well, here's the problem. The COVID coronavirus hits, and uh, what happens? Wuhan is shut down. It, it, basically, it's under martial law for all practical purposes. It's something they haven't seen since, since the war, the, I think the Second World War or the communist revolution, and uh, it's shut down. 80% of the manufacturing capacity in China is shut down. Uh, the, uh, re- uh, the shipping out of, out of China is virtually shut down. Ships cannot leave the docks, so, so they can't get other ships in there loaded with cargo to deliver to China. In some cases, it's spoiling on the ships because they can't get the electricity to power the machines anymore, the, the refrigerated thing. The air... Air air uh, air flights out of China are probably down eighty percent. A lot of a lot of product, particularly high end stuff, was just air freighted out of China. There's virtually nothing coming out of China. They're still running the flights to Pakistan and Iran, but you know what good does that do you? So I can't get my products out of China. So all of a sudden, my factory's humming along here in the United States, and I, I you know I call up and I say, Hey Bob, what's going on down there? Well, we got a problem, Ted. What is it? I said, well, we don't have any more. We're running out of out of radios for the car, or we're that the the, the critical uh, semiconductor uh, computer for the, for the car comes from China. We we're, we've got five days left. Well, order some more. Well, we can't get them. Why not? Uh, they're in China. Well, air freight them over. We can't air freight anything out of China right now. Uh, what are we going to do? Well, we're, we're trying to resource, but if we can't resource, we have to shut the factory down. It, it's it's a very serious issue. Now, some of the uh, automobile manufacturers, technology, Apple's talking about getting their their in, in China their, their factory shut down over there uh, for Apple, their main factory. But then they're getting it restarted. But the problem is they have parts from all the other semiconductor companies, signal processing companies, all types of different things. Their factories are shut down, so you can't get anything out there. I'll tell you something really incredible is. 80 uh, is up to 97% of the antibiotics in the United States of America come from China. Now, the, that number came, I think, out of a book where Gary Cohn, uh, who was uh, one of the presidents in the president's cabinet, was arguing against the tariffs a couple years back. And he goes, look, the Chinese could cut off our antibiotics. We're totally dependent on it. We're really in severe trouble. That was one of the reasons why we shouldn't do the tariffs. Well, China shut down. So we're relying on warehousing of, of, of antibiotics. So you said, well, Ted, don't worry about it. Most of our pharmaceuticals are made in the United States and India. Well, yeah, that's correct. Hmm, let's dig a little deeper into the supply chain. And what we come up with is, is that the 80% of the raw materials for pharmaceuticals made in the United States of America come from China. The, the FDA has warned of, of, of drug shortage, potential drug shortages coming up. 
I mean, this is this is a very serious situation. And so what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of companies out there which are 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 now sitting there and looking at this and they're trying to figure out what to do. They're going to have to start warning on earnings. We had Apple give an earnings warning. We had Procter and Gamble give an earnings warning. And they said, look, we don't know what's going on. Our factories shut down. We can only sell a little bit into China. Uh, So some of the companies, in some cases, like Caterpillar, are sourcing some of their, they're scrambling and resourcing their their critical supplies or parts that go into the Caterpillar machine in the United States, but it's costing more money. That's the good situation. So all across corporate America, companies are looking at this. How's our supply chain? Where do we stand? They're also trying to figure out what's going on as far as, uh, as, as far as, you know, what, what about critical uh, supplies? What about parts? What about other people we deal with? Can they deliver? Uh, yeah, the, the, our parts suppliers are all here in the United States. We'll call them up and ask, can they make the parts? Are they critical to China? And then how are our sales in China going? So this is all, and I don't think it's well understood. And what we're seeing is, is we're seeing Wall Street is looking at this and going, look, they've looked at it, and they said, look, we've studied, so they do all these reports on Wall Street. Look, we've looked at this, nothing to see here. This was, we heard the same thing with the Ebola virus. We heard the same thing with SARS and, and MERS. And so, you know, it, we had a few problems. We had some deaths, but, it, you know, a, a few small, a, a few cities, things slowed down. But it, within a month, it was back to normal. Well, this is not normal. We have it, Wuhan, uh, the whole province is virtually shut down. In, in most cities in China, you, it's hard to even leave the city. The, the Shanghai is restricting cars coming in. Beijing is now putting more uh, residents on lockdown. It, 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 it's unlike anything we've ever seen. And so these people are having trouble processing it, and they're looking through it. They go, look, well, we know as soon as it's over, production jumps back up and we have growth again. That's what happened in MERS, SARS, and Ebola. Well, they didn't have 80% of the manufacturing capacity in China shut down for three weeks, maybe a month and a month and a half. It, to look at this and understand it, you have, it is a game changer. It is more like what happened to a country during a war, major uh, natural. It, it, it's not like, you know, the, the, the little things. And I think Wall Street is trying to look through this. Look, when the depression went higher, but it, it sometimes takes some time to get there. It, it, and so what, you know, it took with, with World War II, it took five years. And the market went up after that. So what, nothing to see here. But that was a horrible five years. The depression, it took 10 years. Ultimately, the market went up. But these people are trying to look through this and assuming it's a it's a one-month event, a three-week event. And, and I, I think Wall Street is wrong on this. And so this is – supply chain shock is very real. But more importantly, it's, 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 it's a huge shock to Washington on how dependent we are at China and how – if this goes on for two or three months, we could have shortages of drugs that endanger the American people. How did, how did our how did our presidents let this happen? How did Barack Obama, George Bush, and Bill Clinton let this happen? And it, it, it's in a number of areas. And this, again, is a the, the Ebola COVID-19 is a game changer that's going to fundamentally alter how we look at things because of, of some of the risk it's put at that. Never mind the thing coming over here, but what it's done to supply chains and endangered shortages in this country. If, if China stays closed for another two or three weeks, you're going to see shortages of products in the United States. Anyway, we'll talk some more about this and how it's going to affect the market right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Saving Show. Remember, you can always give us a call at 
Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the show, as always. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can always give us a call at 713-339-1070. This is the last segment, so if you want to get in here, uh, give us a call. Uh, we were talking somewhere, uh, earlier about the supply chain issues, which we think is, is, is a situation that's not well understood. I think you're going to see some possibility of some shortages of different things and and uh, so so I think I think you want to you know I I think this is going to affect Wall Street and and I think I think Wall Street is just too much too optimistic on this issue and so you know we're going to discuss some more about this but I wanted to there, there's an interesting thing going on there there uh, in Washington there's talk about overhauling the uh, the retirement savings system in, uh, in the 401k program and. Uh, and, and what they're looking at is, remember, the 401k is the most successful savings program the United States has ever seen. You can maybe say the home ownership and the mortgage that, that we came up with is. I think you can go back and forth to either one. But it, the, the, the 401k program and the 403, the these savings programs have been have built an enormous wealth for individuals. And so what they're thinking of doing is is Rothifying. The, the 401k plans, you go, well, Ted, so if it's a Roth, you go, you go, oh, well, this is great. Uh, so with the Roth IRA, you don't have, you, your money grows tax-free, but at the end, you can take after, after five years, you can take the money, when you retire, you can take the money out tax-free. You're not paying any taxes. That's fantastic. It's just the worst do that. Well, yeah, but here's the problem with that. If you switch from from 401ks to Roth 401ks that some of the people in the government want to do, what happens? You don't get a tax deduction. So the government right now is subsidizing you. So when you put in $10,000 into into your 401k and, and you're in a 25% top marginal bracket, you're getting back $2,500. So what's happening is the government's figuring out another way to get more money out of you so they're not going to subsidize it, and they're making you think you're getting a good deal. The 401k has been a phenomenally successful savings device. 
And but we've got to protect it, fight to protect it, because Washington is after every dime they can get. This is why they love climate change so much, because they can put a tax on you and extort more money from you. This is the way the government is. I mean, the, the Roethification of IRAs is basically a way to take more money out of your pocket and increase your taxes. That's what they're after. Make no mistake about it. And, and, and so you've got to sit there and fight it off. I mean, the, the, the answer to government, quite frankly, is they need to start cutting their spending, not trying to figure out one way after another to tax. You know, I can't – I'm amazed. Uh, part of uh, my dad's family, they're up, up in state New York. More and more of these people are looking to move to other, other places because the taxes up there are ridiculous. The property taxes, fees, the levies, the income taxes, it never ends. All these cities, people are fleeing California, they're fleeing New York, they're fleeing Illinois, New Jersey, because they can't stand to live there. They can't make any money. If they make money, they they get taxed at just horrific rates. They're all moving to Florida, Texas, uh, you know, the South, Alabama, Georgia, anywhere to get away from just oppressive government. And, And so... The, the, the idea of Rothifying IRAs sounds like a good idea, but remember, it's just another way to grab taxes from working people in this country. So hopefully we'll, we need to stand up to this issue, and we'll try to get some people on to talk about that, some congressmen, see what we can come up with. The working over, look, a couple of days ago, the stock market hit all-time highs. It's backed off a little bit, uh, but... I, I, I think you're shuffling papers. I think you got to take a really hard look at this market. It had a very substantial run since September, October, and and what we've seen is is a is it, 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 it should have. I mean, things are going well. The economy's going very well. We got record low unemployment. We have we have low interest rates. I mean, things are fantastic. People are getting jobs. They're getting raises. Companies are finally starting to spend money. Uh, in, but the interesting thing is consumers and working people are very optimistic. CEOs aren't as optimistic, you know, just because I, I, I think that's just due to more pressure on them from all the woke uh, uh, environmental uh, governance issues and all the other kind of lunatic woke fringe stuff that's going on out there. But, but people are very optimistic, so things are going well. However, looking at the COVID coronavirus situation in China, I, I think there's some real cause for concern. We talked earlier about the just-in-time uh, inventory supply chain issues where these companies are going to have shortages. They're all starting to warn. Uh, I, 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 do you have a phone call coming in? Oh, great. Who is it? You had a question for it. Hello, you had Hello, a question? Ted. Hello, yes, Ted. Uh-huh. Ted. Yes. Yeah, we, go ahead. The, 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 the station's got a really bad signal, and the phone is even worse. I'm sorry I've been out of touch for so long, but, you know, this was my area. We literally are, it, it's not going to just be Wall Street. It's going to be Main Street. It's going to get to the point where... The shelves are bare. The supply chain is broken. You know, literally, uh, the, the, the situation is not only in China, but also in North Korea. Everything electronic, every critical component, you know, is, is outsourced. I mean, go back to Clinton and Obama where they pushed everything overseas. And Bloomberg, he's got enormous investments in China. They've pushed everything to the Pacific Rim. And that virus is a mutating virus. It actually came out of one of their biological research uh, military facilities uh, there. It did not come out of the wet market. It, it got loose from uh, one of their, mili- yeah, their, yeah, their, their no, primary military biological agent research uh, lab. And, and the, yeah, no, you know, I, I'm, I I'm right. pretty sure it was accidental, but the problem is that almost anything that you you can buy in America today, there's some critical component that is sole source 
to somewhere in the Pacific Rim. And it doesn't matter if you can put together 90% of the product. If you can't get that 1% critical item, you can't produce the product. And yeah, no, but I think, the look, other I, I problem right you. now, we, yeah, we, we I can't agree even with get... You. The, the, the Chinese can't even get the food that we're importing to them because they can't unload the ships. Yeah, you know, no, it, that's, it, that's it, dealing with. No, good call. Thank you. Uh, no, uh, look, I think that's the problem. I mean, it's summed up there pretty well with, with, with China. I'm not sure. Look, there's a lot of rumors where this virus came from. Uh, but, yeah, look, it's clearly a problem with the inventories. Uh, I, I think it's going to affect corporate America. I don't think they're understanding because when you have a country shut down for a month, it takes a while to get things going. It takes a while to get the, the, the ships out of there. And, uh, and one of the questions they have is this virus survived nine days. Well, if you're air freighting critical parts over there, are you bringing the, the uh, COVID virus into the United States? And so this is a real concern. And by the way, I've talked to, well, I haven't talked, but I've we have, we've gotten some information from a very high level that this thing is, it, you have to be quarantined for 21 days. It's not 14 days uh, on this. And so, I mean, you're dealing with, with a lot of issues. Look, I, I think clearly we're going to see a lot of earnings warnings next week. Uh, I, I think that's what we're dealing with. Uh, if, if you look at it, I, I think, look, if you look at this virus right now, it seems to be spreading, and, and, and it's just—it's it, it, now in South Korea. I, I think that's what we were talking about now, North Korea. But South Korea, there's over 400 cases in Japan. There's 121 cases. That doesn't even include all the people on the cruise ship. And it seems to be escaping in South Korea. And people forget the town that the, that the virus has gotten out in South Korea. There's a there's a U.S. military base right nearby that uh, that that. Everyone on the base is confined to the base because they're so worried about this. So this is this is a problem. China and then South Korea is the other big semiconductor uh, uh, electronic exporter was pointed out. So this is going to lead to more shortages. I mean, it's a concern. It appears to be spreading. It's now in Italy. There's there's cases in Iran, in in in, in UK and Germany. And, and so I mean, it, this, clearly we're dealing with a, a pandemic. And I think you've got to recognize that fact. I don't think it's any reason to to panic. Uh, I, I do believe this is the United States of America, and we've got the best medical system in the world. But more importantly, we've got the most innovative researchers, researchers, businessmen, and, and engineers in the world that can get this matter straightened out. And, and, and so, you know, I was at the medical center at a business meeting over there uh, last week, and I've got I got a pretty good memory when it comes to how to get to places. So I went, I know how to get there. I decided to go the other way on the other side of the medical center. And I, and I, I got lost for a minute because there are so many, I did not realize how many buildings. It's the size of, of, of a mid-sized uh, city downtown. It's extraordinary what goes on down there. They're, they're doing research right now. So we're going to solve the COVID coronavirus problem. The problem is initially to get there, the idea that the stock market is going to be at all-time high levels, at record high uh, enterprise value to cash flow, at record high market cap to GDP levels, is just is really whistling through the graveyard. Uh, and, and I think you've got to be careful with the stock market. I, I think you have to have a higher level of cash. I mean, there's. There's no way anybody can sit there and call this a bad case, a bad flu season, and because you've got 80% of the manufacturing shut down in China, and the supply chain shock is coming this way. Now, what's working and what you should do? Well, let's take a look at a couple things. Interest rates are falling in here. And uh, I've got a chart up. Interest rates are falling, which means bond yields are, are, are falling, which means bond prices are going up. The 10-year bond is at one point. 1.47%. It was at 1.9 at the beginning of the year, or close to it, drop in interest rate. The 30-year bond is at an all-time record low, so bond yields are going up. That's telling you people are going to safety. If you look at the dollar, I'm looking at a chart of the dollar, the dollar is going up against all the other currencies. Remember, in a crisis, where do you go? You know, for all the talk, 
all the talk of bad mouth in the United States in the last 10 years, we weren't that great. We were just like everybody else. There's no difference than us than these, anyone else out there. Look what happens when you have a global pandemic. They come, people are pouring into the dollar. They're buying treasuries. They're desperate to get into the United States because we know, they know we're going to be the ones that solve this problem. And so bond yields are going up. Investors are going to safety. So you want to be a little more cautious because that's what the big money is doing. You don't take, you don't take the, 10, the 30-year treasury to record lows without really big money coming in. The big smart money is getting cautious. Let's take, we've been talking about precious metals on the show and, and looking at that for a while in the, and in the max out savings report. Big move in precious metals this week. Looking at, at you can hear my papers rustling. Uh, gold is up, uh, gold is up, this week is up uh, 3.49%. Uh, it's up $62. Silver's up 4.5% on the week. Uh, gold and silver stocks are going up. Gold was up $25 yesterday. Again, you're starting to see some people. What they want is they want to go to safety. If you look at the euro, the euro is falling quite dramatically, and it's falling, it's dropping. And, and I, you know, Europe has problems. They import a lot of stuff to China. They, you know, the, the, the EU just left. Uh, we're, again, we're the best place to be. So the smart money appears to be going to safety. They're buying treasuries. They're buying short-term bonds. They're buying precious metals. They're buying the dollar. They're, one of the theories on why the dollar has gone up, it, it got the, 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 the market, it got so bad with the market this week that Goldman Sachs came out with a report saying they didn't think investors were properly analyzing the COVID virus situation. I, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing what they said, and that's actually what really started knocking the market down because people are going, why is this thing going up? I mean, this is... It's crazy. Well, a couple of things were happening. One of them was that we saw the um, uh, people are coming into the United States. They're selling their China fund. They're selling their emerging markets fund. They're putting in the United States. I mean, and, and so the money is coming back here. Uh, I, I think that's through. I think I think you got to be very cautious in the market. I think the tech sector, the, the biggest companies that could be hit on this is the drug sector. The tech sector, the auto sector, those because they could be hit with the supply chain issues. So you want to raise higher levels of cash and just understand what's happening. Because one of the things we're seeing is, as a country, as a country, it comes into a country, people just quit spending money and they kind of stay home. It's, it's technical term is like cocooning, they call it, and to sit there and make sure they're protected. And so my. I worry. I think if you get it, I think you're going to see some cases in the United States next week. It, 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 if that's the case, then you could see more problems. So you want to kind of prepare a little bit ahead of time overall. So, so I, I think that's what we're looking at. I, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, be alarmist, but I think you've got to look. At, you've got to honestly look at the situation and, and assess it. In in the situation is twofold. The supply chain shock seems to be very real. On the other side, we're doing a really good job of solving it. They seem to be making real improvements with with some things, you know, to to uh, cure people on it. And we've kept it out of the United States, which is good. But the supply chain shock, I don't, I don't, I, I think that is that is going to affect the United States. I don't think how it how it does it. And I think the idea that Wall Street is looking through the crisis to the economic boom once China comes back, you know, they're not understanding these people have done no business for one month. Uh, they've not been paid, and, and, and companies are in debt over there. There's, there's going to be major debt issues and everything else. And, and so I think this is a game changer. It's going to change how the United States views China. It's going to change how the United States views uh, viral threats like this. It's going to change how we look at how do we allow ourselves to be uh, – to be at risk to our population with potential major drug shortages because we let all our raw materials be produced in China because it was cheaper. The most remarkable thing about that is that we had pay the highest drug prices in the world, and the drug companies went to the cheapest possible place and put us put the United States of America at risk. And how our government allowed that to happen is just mind-boggling to me. And so we're dealing with a lot of issues here. Anyway, coming up on the end of the show, if you'd like to get in real quick, give us a call at 
713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. That's 713-339-1070. You know, some of the other areas I, I think to, to look at, uh, I, I, again, I, I still think uh, we like the farming sector. Uh, I think you can see more there. We're in pretty good shape for that for this year, talking about more subsidies in that sector. Uh, I think you want to avoid the restaurants. I think you want to avoid the the technology, uh, transportation, drugs. Uh, and, and, and so the more stable demand type of things are going to do well, your utilities, uh, those type of things. Another thing to look at, oil prices are under a lot of pressure because of this. Remember, we talked on the show last week, Over three, 80% of the production is shut down in China. That's led to a drop of about 3 million barrels a day in demand from China because no one's driving a car. Uh, the other day, I read that they're gonna, you won't be able to drive a car into Shanghai. They're trying to keep, they want to keep everybody out, and so you're not seeing any driving. So this is pushing oil prices down. As oil prices fall, that's going to create an opportunity in the oil and gas sector because Wall Street – rather than concerning themselves with the, the, the coronavirus, has been busily uh, telling us how we're all going to die from climate change here in another five years. And so they've been selling the oil and gas stocks because no one's going to be using oil and gas in five years, and they're, quote, divesting them. And so they're completely off their rocker, and they're wrong. And so we have the, the tech sector is at the highest valuation relative to the oils in the history of when they've been keeping the charts. And so th- that on the sell-off in the oil and gas sector, that's going to give you an opportunity to to be there, to, to take advantage of some of those. So some of those are some of the things that we're kind of looking for. We just, Like I said, we just sent out our Max Out Savings Report Friday. If you didn't get a copy, let me know or check your junk file. Uh, sometimes it gets caught in there. But uh, if you're not on the list, we just wrote about the supply chain shock in the Max Out Savings Report, uh, put, put a lot of different interesting things in there. Uh, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the free report. It's maxoutsavings.com. If you need some help with your retirement, if you're concerned, I'll be happy to sit down with you and go over your financial situation. Uh, just go to our uh, website, maxoutsavings.com, request an appointment, and I'll be happy to meet you. Until then, remember our motto, philosophy. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. Remember, the United States will solve this problem. So be a rough patch in here, but you have to understand it's not going to be easy, but it will be solved. We'll see you next week right here on the next update.